0: If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. Good morning. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 1 through 12. Hear the word of the Lord. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest Go on your way See I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves Carry no purse no bag no sandals and greet no one on the road Whatever house you enter first say peace to this house And if anyone is there who shares in peace Your peace will rest on that person But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking, whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its street and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off and protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day, it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. The word of God for the people of God, and so we say, thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we are here. We pray that over these next few moments that you might just speak to us, clear our hearts and our minds so that we may be able to hear your voice. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Amen. One of the final classes that I took in seminary was called Mentored Ministry Three. It was a class designed for seminary students to be able to get experience outside the church walls. It required 120 hours in a semester of being at a nonprofit or outside of a church location who served in that community. There were several ways you could take the class, but I chose the one-week summer intensive. If you've never taken an intensive course, let me explain what it looks like. First of all, it's intense. You arrive on Sunday afternoon where you have class from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m., followed by five days of class from about 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., While this is more intense than a typical intensive, we had to get 120 hours in in one week, so there you go. So in the summer of 2018, I left immediately following worship one Sunday and went to Lexington, Kentucky for a week of class. Throughout that week, I had so many different experiences with many different organizations. I met people from every walk of life. We worked in food pantries, homeless shelters, a facility that runs a program for our friends who had recently gotten out of prison, an ELL program, and so many others. Each of these experiences gave me a new understanding about people, about the good in the world that does exist, and about the light of Christ that is being spread throughout Lexington and the places where too few people look. But the one thing that I learned the most was about radical hospitality. We spent one of our afternoons at a refugee center in Lexington, Kentucky. Truthfully, I had never known what it was like. I had read what it was like to be a refugee, but I had never heard a firsthand experience of someone who came to the US fleeing a dangerous situation in a country that they lived and a country that they loved. The person came and told their story. She talked about how grateful she was to have a safe place, but at the same time, she mourned not being able to be in her own country while realizing that she may never get to return to her country because it wasn't safe. Later that evening, our professor took us to the home of one of the refugee families that the church had a relationship with, so that he could share his story with us. Now, up until this point in my journey through seminary, I had studied hospitality. I even took a class on it. But as I sat there with 20 mostly Caucasian seminary students in the home of an Indian family, I was unprepared for what I was about to learn about radical hospitality. You see, often when we talk about hospitality in general, we talk about food. We talk about being with one another, greeting one another as we come into places, caring for one another. But as I sat in that home, I realized it wasn't just about all that I had learned. It was about how this family wanted to be a part of my life in that moment. And they invited me to be a part of theirs. Yes, they fed us. They gave us drinks. They made sure we were comfortable. They did all of the normal stuff. But there was something different there. The scripture that we read this morning is one that reminds me in many ways of my experience in Lexington that week. Jesus gathers together 70 people and sends them out into the world in pairs and gives them these stipulations. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. While some of this is obvious as to what it means... That last part doesn't really sound like something we're used to Jesus saying. But the reason that he says that is because in that culture, it was the custom for each person on meeting to inquire about the health of the other, and then the health of the father, and then the mother, and then the grandmother, and et cetera, et cetera. You can imagine how long it takes to greet one another on the road, It's very time-consuming. I would say in many ways, Jesus was telling them that there wasn't time on this part of the journey to stop and have a long conversation. They needed to get to where they were going and to prepare the place for Jesus to come by spreading love, healing, and bringing peace. Then he says, Once you have found the place where you will stay, remain in the same house, eating and drinking, whatever they provide. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. And what he means by that is don't be rude. Eat it. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off and protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. In many ways, he was saying, respect the decision of the people in the town. Speak your peace And go on your way. Jesus has brought these 70 people together to go and do. The struggle that they will face, though, is a beautiful juxtaposition of the moment. Jesus is saying go and giving them the authority to spread love, to heal where there is need and desire and to bring peace to the community. But at the same time, he is requiring them to be vulnerable by relying on others for their basic needs to be met. Reminding them that they cannot and should not do this alone. What is fascinating about all of this is that it insinuates that the mission of the 70 is not a mission to the streets or the marketplaces, but a mission to homes. This idea of sitting at a table, eating and drinking what is offered by the host, and not moving from place to place depicts a mission of relationships rather than programming. The other piece of this required vulnerability is the vulnerability of the person who opens their doors and allows them to stay. You see, when it comes to Jewish communal life, the home and especially the table is considered one of the most intimate spaces. So for them to offer for these people to come and stay with them, they are bringing them into their life. And inviting them to be a part of it. The question can then become. What does all of this mean for us? What would it mean for us to go and do. While also being vulnerable. Depending upon the hospitality of strangers. As I read this text. I know many of the stories written in this book. I have experienced this good news that the 70 were going to speak about. We have been given the authority to tell of all we know, to live out what we have experienced, to bring healing to a hurting world by being the hands and feet of Christ. Yet here we are, living in the Bible Belt, Where there is literally a church around every corner. And there is more in our community that consider themselves non religious than consider themselves religious. It makes me wonder what have we done with these words from Jesus? Do we show the world God by following the example of Christ? Or have we just held our understanding of Jesus and God so close that we forgot to actually go and take them out into the world? Did we get so concerned about the church and the question of its survival and holding dear our own concepts of what the church should be that we forgot to actually be the church? Church, we have the good news. It is written upon our hearts Let us take responsibility and be vulnerable and being the agents of peace that the world around us so desperately needs. When the 20 of us or so walked into their tiny apartment where they opened themselves up to be vulnerable to whatever might come their way, to a bunch of strangers, students who likely felt as though we were there to teach them something. But what actually happened is they taught us. They brought us love. They brought us healing. They brought us service. They brought us peace. Jesus empowered the 70 to go and do May we do likewise. In the name of the creator, redeemer, and sustainer, may the people of God say, amen.